What's good, culturalists? It's your man CJ with Culturalist Theory, and today we're taking a subway ride through BRWOK Lynn, the planet to check out Gangstar. Please note, neither of their compilations will be included. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe if you haven't already. Also, don't be afraid to put in work on that super thanks button to help our status escalate, fam. With that established, let's step into this list and see which ones are gonna take the top. Number seven, one of the best yet. Don't believe the hype. That's right, people, because otherwise you'll be highly disappointed. Out of all of the lines Premiere could have used to title this final Gangstar album, one of the best yet is downright catfishing. As far as their overall career, sure, we have no qualms against that statement. But with 16 years in between releases, plus the falling out of the duo well before Guru's 2010 passing, expectations were only but so high. Par for the course when pulling from an artist's unfinished works, there are some outdated verses and songs that were added to simply pad the track list, such as Hitman with Q tip making gun sound music with his mouth and get together featuring neo an obvious wannabe radio joint it's not all bad though with family and loyalty alongside j cole and business or art featuring talib kwali holding steady and keeping it a hundred so many rappers actually sounds quite relevant even today big suge and freddie fox return for one more round on the fourth installment of the militia and frequent collaborators mop continue to bring the hardcore on lights out primo did the best with what unreleased vocals he could scrounge up and guessed with willing to show up, but at the end of the day, one of the best yet is yet another posthumous release that nobody really asked for. Continue to rest in peace, Keith Edward Elam. And yo, I wish you were still living, word. This is in memory, y'all. Number six, No More Mr. Nice Guy. The majority of first albums typically fall in the place of that was their best joint ever, or oh, that was their actual first album? Well, what's understood doesn't have to be explained, fam. Arriving in the spring of 89 when Afrocentricity was prevalent, No More Mr. Nice Guy serves as the formal introduction of the Boston-bred MC Guru and the Houston DJ premiere. Developing a formula that would grow in strength over the years, the song titles alone give you an idea of the lyrical content inside, including the remix of Positivity, Knowledge, and Conscience Be Free. The fact that there's any amount of depth at all is commendable, going against what was the norm at the time. Barring all else, No More gave you a few things to think about. However, if Guru's trademark monotone style didn't catch your ear, none of that would have mattered. Add in the fact that there are no guests to help provide balance or any particular singles that stand out, and you have the perfect recipe for an overshadowed album. Hip-hop has been historically a place where nice guys finish last, and even though the album title is contrary to that, we can easily place this long out of print debut near the bottom of Gangstar's library. Number five, The Owners. Returning from the half a decade lull following their most commercially successful LP, fans were chomping at the bit for fresh sounds by Gangstar in the new millennium. Sure, Ballhead Slick had given us some solo material and another installment of the Jazzmatazz series, while Premiere continued to bait tracks for a multitude of artists. But a continuation of Moment of Truth is what we all really wanted. Did The Owners satisfy that itch? somewhat. Gifted Unlimited Rhymes Universal still had the gift of gab on joints like Riot Act, Right Where You Stand alongside Al-Qaeda Jada, who helps keep funeral homes open by the way, and the appropriately tagged skills. Capture featuring Big Suge and Freddie Fox is part three of the ongoing Militia series, while more tool talk is spit with Joey Crack and M.O.P. on Who Got Guns. We think y'all already know the answer to that one though. An attempt to lighten the mood is even made on the skit Heine, and all we'll say about that is it's probably the funniest take on grinding from the clips that you'll ever 
favorite here. Guru is no stranger to appealing to the ladies, but nice girl wrong place as a single stood no chance against 50's 21 questions in 03. The titular track and In This Life featuring Snoop were also a bit lacking. While the owners proved to be the duo's third highest charting album on the hip hop and R&B charts at number five, the streak of consistency they maintained dating back to 91 was officially over. Number four, Daily Operation. Not allowing any grass to grow under their feet in the city that never sleeps, Gangstar returned a year after stepping to the arena to give us the business on 92's Daily Operation. As more time would pass, the pair would continually improve, with this LP being a treasure trove for hip hop heads into discovering the sample's premiere has sprinkled throughout. X-Girl to Next Girl continues the narrative from what you want this time. And now that we think about it, how many of y'all out there believe that's where DMX got the idea to drop? We never did find out, but drop your thoughts about it all in the comments for us. Besides breaking down the sections of NYC for us slowpoke out-of-towners on the places we dwell, Guru continues to serve us some food for thought on joints like Conspiracy and Too Deep. I'm the Man is a hidden gem with a trio of different beats for each MC on the track, introducing both Lil Dap of Group Home and Jeru the Damager. It's also the first time most of us have heard the sample that was later used to introduce the world to Case for his 96 hit Touch Me, Tease Me. Take Two and Pass is an early example example of rappers sharing their love for Jane, first name Mary, and Take It Personal would be Gangstar's lone number one hit on the rap charts, oddly enough. Only towards the end does this operation start to lose a bit of strength, giving the slight edge to the next album on this list. In case you somehow let it go over your head that Guru was a jazz connoisseur, and his music ain't dead, so don't be misled by those who said that jazz is on his deathbed. He went on to create not one, not two, but four whole volumes of jazz and hip-hop fusion he dubbed as Jazz Mataz in 90. 95, 2000, and 07. Artists like Bradford Marcellus, Herbie Hancock, India Davenport of the Brand New Heavies, Donald Byrd, The Roots, and Erica Badu are just a taste of who's been featured across the series. If you haven't checked them out yet by now, shame on you, because you're truly missing out. He's also released a few solo projects with varying degrees of quality. If y'all are here for a solo guru project's ranking from top to bottom, let us know. Unfortunately, he was taken away from us at a far too young age of 48 years old in 2010 after a battle against cancer. As for Christopher Martin, better known as DJ Premier, he was the man behind Giroud the Damager's first two LPs, The Sun Rises in the East and Wrath of the Math, on top of the vast majority of the Group Home's 1995 record living proof. Group Home named their 2010 album after Guru's acronym, Gifted Unlimited Rhymes Universal. Of course, Premier is now recognized as one of hip hop's greatest producers slash DJs to ever do it, and has made countless records for the likes of Snoop, Nas, Slim Shady, Jigga, Cole, Luda, and even Aguilera. He currently hosts his own YouTube series known as so What's Up, where he gives stories behind the tracks he's created over his storied career. And you can bet your bottom dollar we're linking you to a related Gangstar joint he's given the 411 on before we close this video out. Now for the top trio. Number three, Step Into The Arena. Album number two served as the duo's first one on a major label as they stepped into the arena with precisely the right rhymes and beats. Guru let Premier know that if he was trying to get half of the dough, he'd need to go for self on the beats at full throttle, not just DJing. With the assignment being fully understood, Step In The Arena proved to be a vast improvement over what they crafted just two years prior. Not that it was a particular focus of theirs, but just to get a rep was their first top five rap charts hit, peaking right at the fifth spot, along with the title track mirroring rep success. Also, gotta love how the video for the latter matches the subject matter and looks like an early street UFC battle. Tons of fly braggadocia is laced within the arena across album cuts such as Execution of Chump, aka No More Mr. Nice Guy Part 2, and As I Read My Essay. Well ahead of DC singing about bugaboos, 
Guru was dismissing him on what you want this time, before realizing that may have been the wrong move on Love Sick. I could have sworn she was the right one to pick, but now, man, I'm just Love Sick. And it wouldn't be a stretch to say that Eric B and Rakim were studying this album as they used the same drum loops from the album version of Take a Rest to create their own Check the Technique track and album a year later. For those of you who we just schooled, you're welcome. Well-rounded and balanced, it really all depends on how we're feeling when deciding whether Arena is the better album over Operation. You can't go wrong with either one. Number two, hard to earn. Although they don't do this for the charts, just strictly for the arts, getting any kind of recognition on them in the 90s was most definitely hard to earn. Allowing Premier to name their fourth LP and first one rocking the parental advisory sticker, how's this for a bit of irony? Mass Appeal at number 67 was their first of only two joints to crack the Billboard Top 100. And you'd be happy as hell to get a record deal. Maybe a soul you'd sell to have Mass Appeal. Also hitting number 10 on the rap charts, trust that ball head Slick Soul was not up for sale to get there rather, hip-hop was finally starting to gain some all-around popularity. Additional singles, Code of the Streets and Suckers Need Bodyguards couldn't duplicate Mass Appeal mass appeal, but they didn't need to. The king of monotone provided plenty of flows to enjoy across mostly the voice, blowing up the spot, and tons of guns. Guru shares tidbits of his backstory on the planet before hitting us with another blast from the past by giving the 92 Street single DWYCK, featuring Nice and Smooth, a proper release here. For a great story behind the track, check out Primo's So What's Up episode that we'll leave a link in the description box. Hard to Earn has proven to be a classic since its 94 release and is a great point of entry for those looking to learn about one of rap's greatest duos of all time. Number one, moment of truth. Premier in the rear with the beats and cuts, and Guru with the mic ready to tear shit up. Not that it was anything new, he was just stating it for the record, officially. Allowing four years in between albums during this period and hip hop could have easily been the death of them. But instead, they returned stronger than ever to rip facts on dope tracks across their fifth project, Moment of Truth. Reintroducing themselves with their second and final Billboard 100 hit at number 76, You Know My Steez, was a banger off the jump, peeking at the five spot on the rap stacks. The illest soldier when I'm holding down the fort. You know my steeds. Let him know. Those deep in the underground scene with long memories may recall that Guru partially recycled rhymes from his appearance on House of Pain's Fed Up remix for the track, only this time with a much calmer delivery. From start to finish, Primo's stellar production and Guru's inspired lyrics in this moment of truth will keep your head nodding for its 80 minute runtime. Odd Man Out Inspector Deck had plenty of time to make his presence felt on Above the Clouds, the initial version of The Militia with Big Suge and Freddie Fox is here, and although not an official single, Royalty with Casey and Jojo helped Gangstar reach dare we say it, a mainstream audience. Messages for Your Mental was still part of the package on the title track, Robin Hood Theory, and My Advice to You, before declaring that some shit off his dome can best the next man's whole album on what I'm here for. At least 500,000 plus heads agreed, as Moment of Truth was their only LP to move as many units, in addition to entering the hip hop and R&B charts at number one. And if you missed it the first time around, there's no better time than the present to get into this New York straight talk from these Brooklyn-based brothers. Once again, it's your man CJ Williams for Culturalist Theory. Make sure to hit those likes, subscribe, and share buttons, and we'll catch you on the next episode. In the meantime, in between time, check out this video up top or the one down bottom. Don't forget, hit our Patreon too, man. We got bonus content. Link is in the description. Till the next time, I'm out.